Well, it's good to have each of you here this morning. I had my greetings, and so so good to be together as God's children, isn't it? We have a very special couple with us today who have a long history with us. Bill and Kathy Britton, uh, I think our relationship here as a church really began right around the early 80s, 82, but Bill grew up here and uh, knows this place really well, and many of you have had input in his life um, he was saved in 1985, actually, after a message by Don Trott, who was here at that time. Uh, they were actually, from our church, commissioned in 88 to go to Breezewood, which is over in the Poconos. And then from there, they went to the children's home uh, out in the Midwest and have spent many years there. You know what? They were actually custodians in our church at one point, <laughs> which we really appreciate that. That's really neat. What a great relationship. The likes of people like Gary Compton, Dr. Lindholm, and also Tim Vermilia have had great impact in Bill and Kathy's life. And uh, they're about to start a brand new venture, and we're so excited about this. I think by the time you leave today, you're going to want to go to Liberia. Uh, you really will, because we, we sensed the energy when we were sitting back in Glenn's office. And uh, I love it when missionaries come and share their hearts. I hope you get burdened for this today. Bill and Kathy, it's great to have you here. Lord bless you as you come. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Thank you, class. <laughs> this is a holy place for me, yeah. just so you know. Holy means to be set apart, right? Set apart for God's use. And um, I am from Clark Summit. I am from 425 Clark Avenue, Clark Summit. Is that Clark Summit? And uh, I came to know Christ through the testimony of my two brothers who trusted Christ. And uh, some of you may know George Britton, George and Jean Britton. Some of you may know Tom Britton. My brother, I'm the youngest of eight kids, and when I showed up at Heritage, I literally uh, had just trusted Christ, and uh, I knew that I'd need to make a public profession of faith, and uh, so Don Trott was preaching, who was a missionary with ABWE, who we're missionaries with, so ABWE goes way back, and he said, if you want to trust Jesus Christ, your Savior, make a public profession of faith, come forward, and I walked that way. <laughs> <laughs> And um, Milo Thompson was my pastor, and he baptized me here. And uh, my spiritual um, infancy was here. Yeah. And I've never been further, and I've never been closer to God than here. Because that's the way it is with God, right? He brings us in, and we've adopted into his family. And I just want to tell you, Heritage is a special place because you are in my hometown. And the people of Clark Summit, the people of the Scranton area, need you. Yes. And the gospel is the power of God and the salvation for whoever will believe. And uh, so I, a lot of people, if we named people who impacted me here, we would have to go on and on. And some of you are here. And some of you know the stories of, of me coming to Christ. I was such a piece of work that when I got saved, I went and told my brother and sister that I'd gotten saved. And my brother, who had been praying for me years, turned to Gene and said, no way, he is lying to us. <laughs> That's what a piece of work I was. And of course, she said, well, we've been praying, and God's a miracle-working God. And is God a miracle-working God? Amen. 
Amen. And I'm telling you, I'm from a church that you talk back to the pastor, so please yeah. do that or I'll think I'm alone here. <laughs> um, so I don't want to go into too much more about me, but I had to speak about me because you have to understand I wouldn't be me and I wouldn't be a missionary if it wasn't being commissioned and taught from this church. And so thank you so much. And uh, don't you get choked well, up I too. Mean, and all the faces and people are running through my One head. of us has to hold together Invested here. In us and us you can go to the first slide, though. We're going to take you... Um, okay. They're going to take you to yeah, Liberia. This is on the western coast, as you can see, of Africa. It's about the size of Tennessee. About five million people live there. Half of those people live in the capital city of Monrovia. And then the other half live in the rest of the country, mostly out in the interior in the bush. And the U.S. through the years has had a close connection with Liberia because it was in the early 1800s, even before our Civil War, that people, particularly from northeastern Pennsylvania, Christians said, there are probably some people who have come from Africa that want to go back. And we need to make that possible because they were taken and shouldn't have been. And so they appealed to the U.S. government, and the government helped 18,000 slaves to return to an area, and it was Liberia. Liberia was never colonized. But we helped establish that country. Harvard Law School wrote their constitution. And so through the years, the US has had a very close connection with Liberia. Next slide. But Liberia has really gone through it. Everyone in Liberia, you could say, has PTSD. They lived through a 15-year civil war that was, you can't talk about the atrocities during the war with children around. That's how horrible it was. And so, so even, in this, even in this room, if there were Liberians here, they would know how to get out of this building quickly. Uh, they were telling us last time we were there, they said, oh, and by the way, the cement blocks that you can buy, they're not good enough. If you're in a house that has the homemade brick, uh, mud brick blocks, they'll stop machine gun fire. But the regular cement blocks won't, just to give you an idea yeah, the, the of, they know of the types of, of things yeah. that they have gone through. And so one of the reasons we're actually in Liberia, and some of you may know, and some of you have already asked me about, you know, you knew that there was many missionaries had gone to Liberia in the past, and they did, and they did tremendous work. But because of the Civil War, they need missionaries back, big time. And then they lived through, we're going through this pandemic with COVID, and you know how bad that is. Just think, they lived through Ebola, and Ebola was 90% effective. If you got Ebola, you were dead. And it was a horrible way to die. And so this country needs missionaries back in there, not only because people obviously need the gospel there, but they just are traumatized and they need help. Liberia is one of the poorest countries in the world. Next slide, please. And so these icons represent some of the different ways that we are helping them. And we, we will not be living in Liberia, but we will be going in and out multiple times a year, depending on the different things that we're working on, the different projects, the different teams that we're taking over. And so we're gonna tell you about some of those different ways. So if you can go to the first slide. And just, I wanna say this, we've been, just so why Liberia? 
We were helping through the Baptist Children's Home Liberian refugee children since the early 90s. After the war started, there was a lot of Liberian refugees came to the U.S., and a lot of these kids were living in inner-city squalor. And so we were getting calls from former missionaries who were in Liberia that came to New York City and said, these kids need help. So we started working with Liberians way back in the early 90s, and that's how God gave us a heart for Liberians. But then when the war ended in 2003, we came in, Baptist Children's Home came in, along with ABWE to help. And so I've been going in and out of Liberia since 2004. And so this is one of the reasons why Liberia is so close to our heart and some of our best friends are Liberians. And even when you said about how many refugees came to New York, percentage-wise of all the countries in the world, the largest number percentage-wise that have left a country is Liberia. And it was because of the war and how mm -hmm. awful that was. Go ahead. You, you can talk to, about okay, the medical sure. clinic. This uh, clinic, this is in Banga. Banga is the second largest city in the country, but it is up north in the interior. This clinic was uh, started with the help of ABWE right after the war. And at this clinic, they have about 50 patients come a day. Every patient is shared the gospel. And they uh, also deliver about 15 babies every month. I think we have a slide coming up about that. But this is a great outreach to the area. There are so many different people in this. Um, there are some Christians, a lot of tribal um, religion. There are quite a few Muslims. They all love coming to this clinic because they are given such good care and such compassionate care. That's the key. Uh, next slide, please. And they do an awful lot of vaccines. This is just their registration table. Next slide, please. This is their lab where they can test for various diseases. As you can imagine, they have an awful lot of tropical diseases that they come in contact Malaria, with. Malaria, typhoid, fever, yeah, yellow fever, you name it, they've got it. Next. And people die because they don't even have antibiotics. But obviously this clinic is doing something. There's almost no health care yeah. in Liberia. So yeah. anything you do health-wise, and some of you know, uh, ABWE is our experts in combining the gospel with providing care. And so it's a very effective outreach. And this is just one of the patients that was there when these pictures, all the pictures that you'll see we took, and many of them were taken in February when we were there most recently. And we asked their permission, by the way. And here they were, little twins getting uh, vaccines. Grandma didn't look, though, when the shot yeah, came. Yeah, I watched that. So this is their maternity ward and maternity house, I guess you would say, because before what was happening is that women in the interior villages, when they knew it was almost time for them to deliver, they waited kind of until the last minute before they started walking yeah. hours and hours many times to get to the clinic because they just didn't have any means of going there and staying there before their baby was due. And so they would lose many babies and many women because mm -hmm. they waited until the last minute. So next slide, please. Oh, okay, I thought there was more. Go back. Um, I thought we had a picture more of the, uh, like the rooms. And so now because of this building, they can come like up a couple of weeks early before they think they're due and they have a wonderful place to stay and then they can deliver their baby right there and it, it's great. Now this is the pharmacy. Now what's yeah. missing in that picture? What's it missing? Yeah. Absolutely. So if you want to give money to making sure that there are 
uh, pills on those shelves in medicine. That's a part of the way that we're going to help. This, pharma this uh, clinic runs on a shoestring budget. They charge a small amount of money for people who come in or free if people need it. And they take that little bit of money and the next, that day they go and buy the drugs for the next day. And so is the next picture, are we, is this the, okay, so here we are actually with the, with the director, Aaron Gaema, and he's one of our best friends. And we gave Aaron $40, we said, buy more medicine. And so, uh, so he bought more medicine. You can see the IV bags there and the other medicines. So we said, when we, when we were leaving, I said, so how much more medicine did you buy? Because I gave you 40 more dollars. And he said, two thirds more. So just think of what your money can do in Liberia to help people. And so it's, a, it's been a privilege to do this because when these people come, they line up in the morning and they, they get the gospel every day. And so people are hearing the gospel there. And the Muslims actually love this clinic because the Christians treat them with love and respect as we should treat everyone. And uh, so it's a great ministry. And then they also had a solar system, if not the solar system, but the system for, <laughs> they had the whole solar system there. I don't know why they need our help. Um, <laughs> but they had batteries and the government mandated that they stay open 24 seven, but they had batteries to store the electricity from the solar, from the solar panels, but these batteries died. And we just wanna tell you how God is working in all the ways that he is. And so we were writing a letter, and in that letter was going to have the need for these batteries. And right as we were developing that letter, we got a call from another person who was on the trip and said, a lady just contacted me and she's giving all the money for the batteries. So those are the old batteries. I don't think we have a picture of the new batteries, but yeah, praise but the Lord that God puts these things in people's hearts. Right. And what a difference it makes, because they were wearing those little battery-powered flashlights on their head to treat patients. Came. And then this is a picture, obviously Bill's in the middle, to his right is Stanley Harris. He's the officer in charge there at the clinic. And on his left is an American missionary, Steve Trexler. And Steve has been working at this clinic for years. He just has a heart for this. And also you'll learn about the PA school, the physician assistant school that's right next to the clinic. But Steve is going to retire. He's had some health issues due to COVID and he needs to retire. And we are so sad that he's leaving. But uh, he wants to come back in and help us short. Pull your mic up. Yeah. Thanks. Let me see. Okay. Her ear is a little misshapen. It's small and beautiful. She does. She has the little. I have very small ears. She has ears. little dainty ears. So, but. And also, I feel like I'm your ventriloquist dummy sitting here. I can put uh, my hand behind you and you know really play that up some, or I can go you know like stop the mouth movement. Yeah, Maybe so. I don't know. No. Did you, but Steve, did you say that his heart was damaged by COVID? Well, I didn't go into that detail. Okay, well, but. it was sad because Steve was, he's getting ready to retire, but COVID damaged his heart yeah. and now he will sad. be retiring. So we're actually looking for a doctor or a PA to actually take his place yeah. at the clinic and at the PA school, which we'll show you soon. Right, next slide, please. And this and is the PA, the PA school. school. And so they also have a physician's assistant school. And this is a missionary physician assistant school. So they are trained for three years. 40 students are trained for three years. 
and they're, of course, trained in all medical. Then they're also trained in the Bible and in evangelism. And part of their training is to go with pastors and missionaries to remote villages in Liberia, bring free medication, and preach the gospel. And I want to tell you this. Last time we were there, Ron Washer, who's over all of Africa for ABWE, we were sitting with some leaders there. And Ron said something that it was a little controversial, and he knew it. He said, there's been some criticism by some that on these trips to the interior, these medical mobile medical clinics, clinics, that the numbers are astronomical on people getting saved, and some people are questioning that. The Liberians went wild. They're like, the people who were questioning that weren't on the trip. Yeah. People are coming to Christ in droves. Yeah. In droves. And, and, and they're like, those reports were completely inaccurate. And the sad thing was, it really discouraged an American medical missionary yeah. who was going in and helping these clinics. And we just want to tell you, there are places in the world where people are coming to Christ right. in droves. We were in one village where 75 people meet in that village. They had gone in on mobile medical clinic. They had preached the gospel. They had shown the Jesus film. And they'll show the Jesus film for like five minutes. And then they have to explain it to the people. Five more minutes explain it to the people. They said when they gave an uh, invitation for people to come to Christ, the entire village came forward. And so these kinds of things are happening. And as far as I'm concerned, we are just riding the wave of what God is doing. Amen? And God's Holy Spirit and the Word are powerful things. And that's one of the main ways that they plant churches is through these mobile medical clinics of these physician assistants doing their practicums by going out and helping to treat people. And they will do that for a few weeks in a row in a village. And that, like Bill said, then show the Jesus video. And that is the beginning of a church plant. And this clinic, though, is expanding. One of the reasons is the because... The, thank you. The PA school is expanding because it is so well respected by the government and they are, the graduates are doing such a good job and are going to different parts of the country that... They're seeing what a good job they're doing. So the government and even an NGO has said, well, we're going to sponsor all, like 90 students to join that and be trained because the training is so good. So, you know, we are just glad that that is happening. This is the, um, the computer room that they have. Now, when I say computer room, they also have a solar power, you know, uh, panels on the roof. Because in this town, even though it's the second largest town, there is no electricity yet. Even Second largest city. Yeah, even the capital city of Monrovia doesn't all even have electricity yet to give you an idea of how far. That war that they had set them back over 100 years for sure. Uh, oh, and there's nobody in the picture because when we were there, the students had just gone on break. And then here's one of their classrooms that they have. An exam room, yep. Next picture, please. Okay, so, and there's still new pictures. Can I to talk come about this? Are, yes, go ahead. Because she'll just keep going. Excited. No, actually, not that you won't. <laughs> see the see the area between the two buildings. Right now, there's a building being built there, yes. and what it is, it's a chapel and a, it's a multi-purpose building. It's a chapel and lecture hall because, of course, they've just expanded the amount of students there <laughs> yeah. like crazy, and they needed to build a building. And they showed us the architectural plans for the building, and they told us how much the building was going to cost: nine thousand five hundred dollars. You guys could probably maybe build half a garage for that. Yeah. So I'm just saying, this is praise the Lord that these things work this way. And God provided all the money for that. And do you have a latest video on that? 
No. Okay, I, I thought you did Because, like, they're so new. Well, the anyway, pictures. the walls are about this high right now. Well, can I say what happened with the funding of that? Okay. Okay. Oh, the, oh we do have a picture. There's a okay, picture. Okay, like, it's kind of stretched a little funky, but that's okay. And there's the walls. Yeah. So, we had just written our most recent letter in the beginning of May, and, and there's some copies out there. So, I had sent it off to individuals, and I was next going to email it to pastors. So, we put some of those in the mail and sent out emails to individuals. Then I get a text from one individual that said, oh, I see you still need $6,700 for the building. Done. Bang. We'll send it in. So then I'm sending the letter to the pastors. I'm like, sorry, it's already old news because the building's already taken care of. And I mean, it's just great. So we can't wait to go there next time and see this. Is there anything? No. Okay. No, this thing. is actually that village where I told you where the entire village came forward. Yeah. This is their church building. You're doing a little better here. Yeah. And so the, all that is is a place, and there's a little pulpit with a, with a log going down, and it's nailed onto that, and that's just to keep the pastor out of the sun when he's preaching to the group here. But we are also helping with church planting in, in every way. Next slide. And this that's is the how way, we got there. That's actually Ron Washer there on the right, and that's Kathy holding, holding on for on, her life. As a non-swimmer, mm -hmm. going over a wide river in Liberia, I was nervous. So we saved about three hours in bouncing around an SUV by going over this ferry. And by the way, rafts don't float outside the water, they float in the water. And so and that wasn't what they showed on Walt yeah. Disney's Tom Sawyer. They yes. were above the water, and that's yes. what I thought was going to happen. So Kathy is, she's the best non-swimmer oh. I know. So uh, that was us going to Yatana But she thinks village. she can't swim, so she's holding on for dear life. And of course, I'm sitting down relaxing. Um, but also in Liberia, uh, 15 to 20% of the people of the population there uh, are Muslims. And this is a church that was planted in a Muslim village. Mm -hmm. And what happened was another mobile medical outreach. And I'll tell you, those Muslims, it, they had no idea why or how it was in the heart of these Christians to come to their village and offer and them free health care. Yeah. And, uh, and as a result, people came to Christ. And uh, it just what a difference it makes. Now, that's not a picture of the people who go to that church, by the way. We were here just during the week, and that's the people who just showed up to greet us. So I just want to let you know that isn't the, all the people who go to the church there. But this is what God is doing, and he's breaking down those barriers. Yeah. Next uh, picture. This is the same thing with true. This church is not full. These are just people who came to visit us. We were there during the week. the week. Uh, next picture is, uh, oh, those are just another, kids outside yep, this little village, church building. Church. Next picture. Oh, there we are in a church in Monrovia this proper. This doesn't really show much, but it's like, I like the picture. I can put I people to sleep. I can put so people I, to sleep on a Sunday yeah, morning, just like that. that. So, but this is in the capital city of Monrovia, and there's the, uh, you That's know, That's an advanced building. The, yep. Yeah. And next uh, picture, oh, this one's in, this is in Banga, the second largest city. That has a tile floor, oh, and so I, that's a very fancy building. I don't building. think I put in the picture of Wisdom Baptist Church, but I want to give you an idea. Oh, of you what didn't it's put the like. little church no. in there? Okay. So when we were there in February, we, you know, and some a lot of these churches we've been to before, but some we hadn't, and so uh, they we t we went by Wisdom Baptist Church that was just this little mud brick church, and our friend who was taking us said, yeah, I preached in this church just a couple weeks ago, and he said. 200 people were in this church. He said, I was backed up against the back wall because the pe there, people were everywhere and they need a new building. And I'm telling you, this building, it was smaller than the foyer oh. for sure. 
It was crazy small. Very small. Yeah. So, but I we mean, just want to let you know. Sorry, the, we don't have pictures of that, but, but people are just packed is, into buildings. People are coming. Yeah, next picture. Next picture. Oh, can I tell this one? You I like to tell okay. this one. So this was. She tells church. all the good stories. <laughs> no, the church that you just saw the picture of. So this was. I don't know if you can read this very well, but this was a poster in their church. They have like a few posters. Of this. It's listing four months of the year. So they've got you know pictures for each four months. We were there in February, the third Sunday, and we went to the town of Belefana. What happened is this: this church has targeted four villages where they want to plant a church. So the third week of every month, they take one or two pastors or a pastor and a deacon and about 15, 10, 15 20, 20, 50 from people from the congregation. And they go to go that village. Go to the village and they go there either on a Friday night or Saturday morning. Walk around the village because it's hot outside in Liberia. So people are outside during the day. So they're starting conversations with them, telling them, you know, that there's going to be a church meeting on Sunday. And so they're inviting everybody. And then we came later on Saturday. Oh, no. On Saturday evening, then they showed the Jesus video. And when you have a town with no electricity and somebody's and you're showing, showing a movie, a generator <laughs> with a, you know, woohoo. So they showed that. And then on Sunday, they had the meeting. And we came on Sunday morning and were there, and then there were probably 15 people even from the village who came out for that Sunday, and that was the second time they had been in that village. So by the end of the year, they will have gone to each of these four villages multiple times and are starting an outreach. Now you'll see some pictures of that. And just so you know, we're also raising money for the medicine that those mobile medical clinics go and use. And so we want to help with that. And here's literally, these are the women and the children at the well. So I'm literally there inviting them to the service. And yeah. uh, that, was, that was just exciting. And sorry, some of the pictures look funny. We made the PowerPoint in four by three, not the 16 by nine. So that's why it's off. Actually, I'm a lot less wide than that. <laughs> um, but, then, he, but here's the outdoor service just in front of someone's house. And that's yeah. just to give us some shade while we were there. And here's me preaching with an interpreter. Now, the language in Liberia, the national language is English. And by the way, we're going to be bringing a lot of people to Liberia. So if you're interested in going to Liberia, let us know. If you are a medical person, uh, for sure we want you. But if you just want to go and help out in any way, we will bring you with us. But here I am preaching with an interpreter. And actually, the lady, I think the next slide, if you or go to the no, next the slide. Video, I think is oh, next. is the video next? I okay, go so. to the video then. There, that's it. Yeah, you can go to the next slide. Then. I was the first speaker. Um, <laughs> but that lady, the lady in the front there, three people came to Christ. Right. And there she is being uh, counseled after the service. Next slide, um, please. And then after the service, even after they talked to these individuals, I liked this. They just brought up chairs and we all just kind of sat around. And it gave uh, the pastor there, Aaron, in the orange shirt, uh, time to meet these people and to talk about their decisions. And it was a very relaxed and it was just a, it was a nice way to, you know, get to know them better and build mm -hmm. a relationship. Next. Yep. Oh, and then God has blessed us. There's a lot of these. So these churches are, the church is growing exponentially. And as a result of that, they have to have pastors who are both pastors and missionaries. So they are missionaries to do, to work at these new church plants. 
And the way to get around in Liberia, the most efficient way to get around is by motorcycle, because the roads, only, almost no roads are paved there at all. And so, and there's a rainy season, so the, it's a 100cc motorcycle, and in the mud, if it gets stuck, you can literally pick it up and, and yeah. carry it. Yeah. And so, praise the Lord, we raised the money for seven motorcycles, and here we are buying them for the missionary pastors. And actually, those bikes with the plastic on them, they were part of the ones that we bought that day. And uh, I don't know slide. if there's... Here's three of the pastors who uh, got them. And the gentleman yep. on the right, you will see his testimony in a minute. Mm -hmm. How is thanks. Oh, here it is. the next slide. I want to tell you something about that gentleman. His name was Saku. So we put his story out in one of our letters. And, you know, our letters go to a lot of people. A pastor in Michigan who used to be with, I believe, Baptist Mid, and he's a pilot, he said, I remember during the war, I was in the neighboring country of Ivory Coast, and I led Saku to the Lord. I mean, isn't that cool? I mean, the, I mean, like, I love how God does all these, you know, points all through somebody's life, you know, and then I, it just amazes me. And so when he read his story, he just was overwhelmed and just so grateful that he's doing well. And when he came to Christ, he was ostracized from yeah. his family. And it's not an easy thing to do. So one of the things to help the Muslims when they do trust Christ is they need sometimes, they need a job, they need help, they need yeah. support because they are out on their own. But we also brought uh, 33 yeah. uh, MacArthur study Bibles for the missionary pastors because they're out in the bush and that way they have a lot of study materials in their Bible already. And so those are some, some of, of these the guys have never even MacArthur seen study Bible Bibles that we that brought. With that many notes and maps. And they, some they of them were, had never even seen a Bible like that before. thrilled. Next, please. Yep. And then as far as pastoral training, these guys are actually pretty well trained. And uh, their great-grandparents, many of them, came to Christ through Baptist Mid Missions. Baptist Mid has been in Liberia, had been in there since the 30s. But right now, they only have one couple in, in Liberia, a great couple that's doing a great work. And so the whole idea is to bring missionaries back in. But the younger men who grew up during the wartime, there was almost no school. So they are undereducated, even though they are pastoring churches. So they need a Bible education from, we would say, about a high school level to maybe beginning Bible college. So what we're going to be doing is partnering with a mission that's going to help provide the curriculum for this. And we're going to bring in pastors and yeah, other teachers know. to come yeah. in with us to teach these younger pastors. And so that's going to happen indefinitely, and we're working on that right now. And they've now. asked us to arrange for that to be three to four times a year. Yeah. So we're working on that. And this it, is just some pictures of some of the pastors, the guy in the middle. That's Francis Johnson. He's yeah. the pastor of the church that's in the Muslim village. And these two men uh, came to know Christ. And you can just see the joy of the Lord yeah. And the guy in, in the lives. red, this was at the church that was the little lean-to kind of thing. And he, I mean, here he's great guy. He but just, he's still very new in his faith. So, so he, he needs, needs more training. training. Yep. Next mm -hmm. picture, please. Oh, check out this statistic. Okay. Liberia age breakdown. This was in 2018. 
43.7% of the entire population is under age 15. So this was, there was a baby boom after the war ended. So, and you can see at the top, Christian high school and Christian camp. These are some of the reasons why those two, these two projects are so important because of such the young population. And lack of health care and malnutrition, you can see people die young. Yes. So this is a very young country and we've got to reach mm -hmm. a young country for Christ. Next so slide. next slide. And so one of the ways is through education. Now, there are public schools in many towns, but the government is so poor that often the teachers aren't paid. So a church of any size starts a school not to compete with the public school, but just so their kids get a good education. And as a result of that, there are many schools that are in association with the Baptist Church Association that we partner with, except most of their schools only go up to eighth grade. And so they need a high school to send their kids to. And so we're helping to start a high school at this school. And uh, that's in Banga, the second largest city. And then kids from all over the country will come to high school at this school. And so we need people to train teachers. We need people who know about administration. We're gonna need curriculum. We're gonna need everything, including the funding because Liberians, almost all of them have no money. It's just, it's almost hard to understand the kind of poverty that they have no money. And uh, so they need help in every way possible. And even coming to school is an issue because I always thought when I heard about developing countries that kids, like, they, they weren't forced to go to school. They didn't have to go to school, you know? Or else I thought, oh, their parents need them to work in the fields beside them because of the poverty. Well, I learned that it's because school costs money. You can't, it, it isn't free education. You have to pay for your uniforms, you have to pay for your books, you have to pay tuition, you have to pay a fee to reserve yourself a spot in school. So that's and it can be struggle. It can be from 50 to $100 yeah. depending a year, but they don't have 50 to $100. Right. So when you see kids in school, it's not because they need them working in the fields, it's literally they don't have 50 or $100 to send their kids to, to school. school. And Bill's right, we are talking with all kinds of educators and mm -hmm. people with curriculum, so we are trying to you know, get all the pieces in place. But this is just, a, this was on a Saturday and this is yeah. some adult education, but that room would be packed with students and they don't have enough books, so they write everything on the board and then the kids work from everything that the teacher wrote on the board. And some of it you can see, and in the previous picture it was open, like the walls didn't go all the way to the top. That's because it's so hot over there. If you don't have some kind of circulation. Liberia is between oh, 84 to about 93 degrees almost all the time, 80% humidity. It's hot. Uh, so it's, it's a, it, Florida without air conditioning. Yes. That's Liberia. Yeah. Next, pic, next uh, picture. Oh, and here we are now, we're meeting with the camp committee. Now in years that, past, uh, Baptist Mid-Missions had a camp for kids and it was very effective in reaching kids for Christ. Some of the pastors who we know now dedicated themselves to full-time ministry at that camp. But the camp doesn't exist and it was destroyed during the war. And so here we are meeting with the camp committee because we are going to start a Christian camp in Liberia and um, Lake Ann Camp in uh, Lake Ann, Michigan. Oh, you going to Lake Ann? Yeah. Well, Ken Riley is an old friend of ours. So we are partnering with them and they're going to train us and we're going to train other Liberians how to lead this camp. And actually right now, if you'd pray for it, we've got three Liberians who are scheduled to come over here to training in June, but they cannot get their visa. So we need, I'm sorry, a minor miracle to get them their visas so they can come in. Otherwise, they could not get an appointment with the U.S. Embassy until March of 2022. 
So we've written letters, we've done everything we can do humanly possible to let them, uh, the embassy know to please let them in, but now it's going to be up to God. And uh, this is the 25 acres that the new camp will be on. We believe it's going to cost us between about $200,000 to $300,000 to build an entire camp for that much money. You know, that's how much a cabin costs that much at Lake Ann. I'm sorry. I know that's true. And, in this, and part of this land was already cleared. That's a home that a former missionary used to live in, and they aren't in Liberia anymore. So and we actually stay at a house cleared. like this. So if you know, if you come to Liberia, just so you know, we stay in a house like that one when we go. Right. And, and uh, I know, ahead. and this camp, because of the location, will be able to be used year-round. So not just for camp, but even like Pastoral for their training, ladies' retreats, right, yeah. all kinds of different things. And I'm telling you, I don't know about you, but I was raised going to Christian camp. And God used it in huge ways in my life. I mean, you know, humanly speaking, I wouldn't be standing here today if it weren't for the impact of Christian camp on my life. I just can't tell you how much. It's, it was amazing. And Ken and Jenna Rudolph were our friends here at church too and, oh, yeah. and all the work they did for both uh, BBC and of course for Lake Ann, tremendous. Yeah. Uh, next uh, picture. Those are all the ways just that we're gonna help Liberia. Recap. Next slide is you can okay, also so. follow us on Instagram and you can follow us on Facebook. And that's and our giving page there. on, you can go back one, and that's our giving page on ABWE. And just to let you know, we are at 65% of our own personal support. So, you know, we'd like to get to We've raised a lot of money, but the yeah. only amount that counts toward your personal support is monthly commitments. Monthly or an annual so, gift for um, that. Praise the Lord, people have been generous and been helping us. And on the bottom of that page, it has the connect to the Liberia Projects page. And, uh, and we, we also have stuff out in the foyer yeah, all kinds that you can of information. get to We're give to us. We're happy to answer any questions about any of that. Next and, slide. Yeah, go ahead. She'll just go on. No, did you have something else you wanted to say? Okay. Well, <laughs> this little boy's name is Blessing. And what's his grandmother's name? Edith. Edith. And so we were in a village called Dampa, and this is in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of Liberia. And we were there with like eight other pastors, and they were just showing us their ministries throughout the country. And then the local pastor said, we've got a boy here who's in trouble. And we said, what's wrong? And he said, he's got a terrible hernia. And uh, so it, we were with one of the physician's assistants, who's also a teacher at the physician's assistant school. And we said, could you bring the boy here? So they bought, brought Blessing over and we went behind a hut and uh, looked at him, he, me and the physician's assistant, and he had a terrible hernia. And the physician's assistant, Philip Willie is his name. You actually saw him in a couple of those pictures. And uh, Philip said, I can't believe he's even still alive yeah. because these get pinched bad. off and it kills your That's intestines true. and you die of gangrene. It's a terrible way to die. And so we said, Philip, is there anything that could be done for this boy? And he said, well, there is a hospital a couple of hours away by motorcycle. And I know one of the doctors over there. Let me take some pictures of this boy's problem and send them to the doctor. Well, later on that day, Philip got back to us and he said, praise the Lord. They said they can't, can do the surgery at that hospital. But then he was quiet. And I was like, I wonder why he's being quiet. And then he said, he said, but the problem is it is going to cost $75 to do the surgery. Like, did we hear that right? And you see, in Philip's mind, $75 yeah. was us like saying $100,000. In other words, he thought Even the price of the that. surgery yeah. is out of touch. And of course, I'm thinking to myself, that's a doctor's visit in the U.S., <laughs> you know? 
And so we said to him, so how much will it cost for the grandmother to get over to the hospital with the boy? And he said, $25 will be more enough for them to get on a motorcycle with someone and get them food and get them there. So the next picture is an update yes. of a boy. And you can see the date, I don't know if you can, at the bottom it says January 30th, 2021. So that was a couple weeks before we were in Liberia last. A pastor who he knew he was going to see us, he said, I want to show you a new picture of blessing. A hundred dollars saved this kid's life. And the irony was at the exact same age that he was, I was in sixth grade and they gave us all physicals in sixth grade. Some of you know they used to do that in public school. And they found that I had a hernia at the exact same age yeah. that he is. Is that thunder? Bowling. Oh, bowling. Up what there. was that? I thought Santa really did come. <laughs> well, and then I just want to finish with this picture, if you don't mind. Is that okay? I'll finish yeah, with this picture. This is a beautiful young Liberian girl. I took this picture years ago, and I've always kept it. I never understood by looking at her face what her face was saying. You know what I mean? When a face is kind of like that... Um, the Mona Lisa, you know, that Da Vinci painted, that you, no one knows what that smile meant. Well, I don't know what her face says, but I just know this. I know in Christ, through the power of the gospel, God brings hope. Amen? And we want to bring hope to the eyes of the people of Liberia. And so if you're interested in partnering with us in every way, from praying for us to giving to going, we want you to do that. And, uh, and I just to finish out, I just want to say to you, I know some of you are new, you're not from my era of heritage, but this church has a heritage. And I'm a part of that heritage. So Lord bless you. Thank you for the opportunity. Wow. Can you guys come back next week? Yeah. <laughs> I told you it was a thunderstorm, and uh, yeah, no. Wow. Well, um, boy, my heart's been touched this morning. Thank you, Bill, Kathy. Yeah. Paul and I, it didn't take us long to stick our heads together, and uh, we're, we're going to have a box, an offering box on the, uh, what's that thing called? The Welcome Center. Sorry. <laughs> and if you'd like to give, there's no pressure, you give. If God stirred your heart, um, you can give. Anybody want to go to Liberia? The, the, Bill and Kathy will be out in the foyer at their table. In fact, why don't you guys go now and beat the rush? And um, they're right over here out this door, and they have a table full of materials and things, and they would love to talk with you. And uh, the offering box for them is right at the Welcome Center. And that's, that's different than the regular one that you always use, but it's there on the Welcome Center. And if God stirs your heart um, to give, you give. And if not, that's fine. This is, this is a moving in the Spirit of God, period. And 
you you do as God stirs your heart to do. Um, and they'll be there. Don't forget to stop by and let them know. Prayer cards, you certainly can pray. That doesn't cost you anything, and um, but, it, it, but it means a lot, certainly. Um, one other thing. Um, Devin and Katie, we're going to miss you guys. Devin and Katie Raven, this is their last Sunday right over here. You know them. They've been here for I'm not sure how many years, but uh, they are taking a position with, and I don't know the name of the mission agency, but the mission agency that Katie grew up in Argentina with her mom and dad. Katie grew up on, in South America and Argentina as a missionary's kid with her parents who were there, and that mission agency down in Florida is where they're going to be, and they're going to be going on staff there to serve God, and they're moving this week. And uh, so today is their last Sunday with us, and I want you to be praying for them as they move. You have all your help lined up to pack the truck? You do? Okay. Well, you let us know if you need more, and uh, you can. anybody can ask them. But there they are. Be sure to... to say goodbye and uh, or see you later that's what it is right if not here right in heaven and um, anyway so you remember that my heart's been moved this morning folks I hope that yours has been too and it just makes you I couldn't help but sitting there think that some of the things that we get so worked up about mean squat in the greater scheme of things and that's the greater scheme of things what you just heard and the things that God is doing and then to hear that God used Heritage Baptist Church so many years ago in their lives as Bill said they are part of the heritage of this place and some of you will remember those days, were here in those days, knew them in those days. And it is so exciting to see now the next generation or two or three or however down the road you look at that of people who were ministered to in this place by these people, by you, by this church, and are now serving God and being used to reach people in Liberia and around the world. And that, praise God for that. And Bill said something at the very beginning when he's telling his story about Clark Summit. And that is that people in Clark Summit need Jesus all over the place. And that's got to be, that's our mission, folks. That's got to be our priority. And we cannot allow Satan to distract us with stuff that doesn't matter. And sometimes it matters more to us than it ought to because that's what matters. And we need. I was out on a ride along Friday night with one of our officers. And I'm telling you, you just ride around town and you know of things. And it's like people need Jesus all over the place. Not just Liberia, certainly there. 
but right here in your neighborhood, wherever you live. And we need to be sharing Christ. Let's pray. Would you stand with me and we'll just close together. Father, thank you for Bill and Kathy. And thank you for his brother and sister-in-law who prayed and prayed and prayed. And thank you for saving Bill and Kathy. And thank you for calling them to serve you. Thank you for this church, for these people, for those who had a ministry in their lives, who discipled them. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing in Liberia. And as they continue to serve you, as Bill and Kathy seek to raise their support and then for these projects and all, God, continue to provide as you're doing already in amazing ways. And Lord, would you burden our hearts about the people who need Christ right next door to us. And God, would you give us an unconditional, unfailing love for these people because you that's how you love them. So God, use us as a church. Don't please, God, help us not to forget why we're here. For it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen.